0: Copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Santa Barbara, please, calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 193 regarding an attempted murder. Suspect described as male American, 5 feet 10, weighing about 150 pounds. About 19 years old, has a cluttered teeth mark on his left hand. That is all. be guided by the experience of others. That's pretty good advice in many ways and a sound rule to go by in your selection of any
1: product.
0: If you follow that rule, your choice should lead to Rio Grande gasoline because Rio Grande crash is the favored motor fuel of over 30 leading cities and counties of California. You need look no farther than on nearby streets to see Rio Grande crack in Aspen. In police cars, cruising at snail's faces. In fire engines, roaring to the scene of fire. In ambulance cars, rushing by on errands of mercy. More police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment are powered by Rio Grande clutch Gasoline wherever it is sold than any other brand. The qualities which Rio Grande provides in meeting these ruling requirements are equally valuable for your motor car. Instant starting. Hair figure acceleration, economical mileage and reserve power and speed for those emergencies when a lightning response is imperative. They are well worth having in any car, especially when it costs you no more. See over your grand dealer tomorrow for a tank full of this greater gasoline. Pleasure to present tonight a man who, at that time, as Sergeant of Detectives, worked on the investigation of the case you're about to hear. Chief William J. Garrison of the Santa Barbara Police Department. Chief Garrison. A city like Santa Barbara presents police problems quite like those found in the
2: average metropolitan area. However, in every community there are criminals who are criminals by nature. The man who committed the crimes we are to tonight was a case in point. He first came into contact with the police when he was barely 15 years old and continued his criminal career until it culminated in a vicious attack which formed the basis of our story. However, I will let the story speak for itself and I'll wait until the end of the program to tell you the remaining facts in the case.
0: It's morning in January. Detective Sergeant William Gattie and his partner, J.J. J. O'Brien, arrive at Ray's Drugstore in Santa Barbara. Their duty is to investigate a burglary. Good morning, Mr. Ray. You, you lost a few tickets last night. Yes, uh, some fellow kicked the window out and cleaned out the house. What did he get? He got about $20 in cash, a lot of cigarettes, and a couple of quarts of wine. Sounds like the same one who broke into the Victoria last week. Well, I haven't finished checking up yet, but I guess out about all he got. Oh, come over here, Robbie. Yeah? Let's look over this cash register for prints. Oh, I couldn't find anything that looked like fingerprints on it. Was it cleaned off when you left last night? Oh, yes. We always polish it every night before we leave. Oh, here's a handprint. Maybe this is no, not. No, no. No, I've got to confess in my excitement I did that. Oh. Well, that's that. Hey, Bill, here's a handkerchief I found on the floor here. Let's see it. Hmm, that's a peculiar border, isn't it? Yeah. That handkerchief probably accounts for the absence of fingerprints. Very probably. Looks like a smart bird we're going to get.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, remember, we found the same situation at the Victoria drugstore? Yeah. Kicked in the window over there, too. Gold some wine, a lot of stuff. No fingerprints. Any idea who works that way? Yes. Uh, Tony Leon. Remember him? Just got out of Preston, didn't he? Hey, remember the Nettie Lesser Exit Pharmacy? That's the bird. Send him up for burglary once you are Hmm. Let's pick him up then. Where have you been keeping yourself, Tony? I've been around. Been into any mischief since you left Preston? Nothing you'd be interested in. Oh, I don't know. You been around any drugstores at night? If you're trying to pin that Ray and Victoria job on me, you're crazy. (laughs) Who's trying to pin anything on you. What's the idea asking me all the questions then? Oh, Oh, we're just interested in what you've been doing. Haven't lost any handkerchiefs, have you? (laughs) Handkerchiefs? No, I haven't been doing anything. When I do, you'll find it out. You bet we will, Tony. One still morning in May, I'll figure stealthily approaches the bungalow on one of the better residential streets of Santa Barbara. Carefully, he remove the screen from the bathroom window. What, what are you doing? I get away from my wife's
2: bed. I'll keep quiet, young mug. Come
0: Unconscious, the man is left bleeding beside his bed. His wife runs planet from the house, pursues for the beam, but she escapes to the safety of a neighboring home and calls the police. Charity and O'Brien arrive and begin their investigation. Now, Mr. Steele, you say you woke up and saw this man in the room. What was he doing? He was leaning over my wife's bed. Uh, was it light in there? Yes, fairly light. It was about 4.30, just beginning to get light. Shades were about halfway up as they are now. He got a pretty good look at him, but I didn't see his face. Did you recognize him if you saw him again? I doubt it. I saw only the outline of the man. with had him a dark suit. That's a blue serge. How did he get in? To the bathroom window. Well, I've already gone over the bathroom, Bill. Not a case of anything there. No print? No. There's evidence that somebody came in that way, but he was pretty careful. It's like the windowsill has been wiped off. You know who I'm thinking of, don't you? Yeah, and so am I. Well, let's look the place over again, Opie. Okay? Now, just where were you when he hit you, Mr. Fielover?
1: Right, right here.
0: It raised up on my elbow, and the blow must have struck here. How many times were you hit? Once. Well, he must have tried to hit me again because there's a mark on the head of the boat. Mm-hmm. So, Opie, yeah? see what you can get off this glass around here. He must have picked up that bottle in his hand. look, there, And here's another one of those fancy bottom handkerchiefs. let me have that. I'm going to run this down this time. Oh. You say you never sold this kind of handkerchief in this
1: store?
0: No, no, we never tried this. Any idea who might have it? Oh, none at all. All right, thanks.
1: You
0: You ever see a handkerchief like that? Mm -hmm. Not in this store. got this pattern and handkerchief?
3: No, sir. We've never had it. Now here's a number we find very
0: of Never mind. Thank you very much. Oh. Now, Miss, I want you to take a good look at this handkerchief. I've been in every place in Santa Barbara looking for one like it. Did you ever see one?
3: Sure, I saw dozens of
0: them. Now, wait a minute. Let's go into this from another angle. You say you've sold dozens of handkerchiefs like well, this?
3: Well, not exactly in markets. We used to get them a dozen marks, two of a kind four partings, a dozen. Yes, yes,
0: dozens. yes, I can figure that out. Now, how long ago did you stock these handkerchiefs?
3: You got them in about the 1st of December and sold them all out for Christmas. Have you had any sense? Nope, can't get any more. Who usually buys this sort of barbers? No, Mexicans mostly. they like the borders.
0: I see. Well, thanks. <laughs> At home?
3: No, he's out with some of the girls.
0: You're a sister, aren't you?
3: Yes, I'm Nina. Who are I'm you? I'm
0: Sergeant Garrity from police headquarters. I wanted to talk to Tony. Oh,
3: Is he in trouble again?
0: Well, I don't know. That all depends. Oh, go ahead with your work. Don't let me interrupt you.
3: Oh, thank you. I'm ironing some of Tony's things. Shirts and hinkerties.
0: That must keep you pretty busy looking after Tony.
3: Oh, I don't look after him. i just wait on him. Mother and I have a hard time keeping him out of nature.
0: Yeah, I've noticed. See, that's an odd handkerchief you have there.
3: Yes? Oh, yes. Mother gave it to Tony for Christmas.
0: You don't know where she got them, do
3: you? Yes, sure, she bought them at the 5 and 10 on State Street. Only one? No, she got him three. All like this one with the green cruise border. But he lost the other two. This one, look. It's all eaten up with acid. He said he got it off the battery of his car.
0: You say he lost the other two? Uh-huh. How long ago?
3: Oh, just a little while ago. One of them only this week. He is a very careless boy, that Tony.
0: Yes, he is. Well, I'll be running along. If Tony comes in, don't tell him I talk to you, will you? No use worrying. Huh?
2: Oh. What are you doing here?
0: Waiting for you, Tony. We want to ask you some questions. Let's take a ride down to the station. Oh. What's new? Tony Leon's mother's here. So they've had Tony under arrest until since yesterday noon.
1: Right in here, Mrs.
3: Leon. Tony's my boy. You want to go down, Mrs. Leon? I want Tony. So do we. What do you want with him?
0: Mm, four or five counts of burglary and assault with a deadly weapon. It is
3: not true. Tony is a good boy. I wish I
0: could agree with you, Mr. Leon, But the record speaks for itself. Apparently, in impression hasn't done him any good. He was innocent when he was sent there. Yeah, he was innocent, all Oh, say, Obie, uh, what did you do with those handkerchiefs? Right here. Thanks. This is Leon. Did you ever see these before? No. Never. You never bought three handkerchiefs like this at the 5 and 10 on State Street? I have never been in there. Your daughter says she did. She lies, then. Why should your daughter lie about her brother? She
3: is not my daughter. And she is not Pony's sister.
0: Then who is she? She
3: is my stepdaughter. Pony's half-sister.
0: Oh, that's no reason why she should lie about him.
3: And she hates him. There is Molly my husband's money. She will get it if Tony goes away. That is why she lied about him.
0: Well, yeah, that's a likely story. Oh, well, J.J., hmm? bring Tony in here, will you? you sure think. Now, Mrs. Leon, you say you did not give Tony any to for Chris? I did not. Well, I got this one from your daughter this morning. He is not my daughter. And well, your stepdaughter there. I never saw it before. Right didn't Tony. Sit down, Tony. No, boy. My... now. Just a minute, Mrs. Leon. Tony, uh, did you ever see this handkerchief before? Why, well, I... You never saw it before. No. I never saw it before. I told
3: you my Tony know nothing about this. Now, please,
0: Mrs. Leon, let Tony think up his own alibis. He's pretty good at it. You claim that isn't your handkerchief? No, it ain't mine. What of it? You didn't wrap it around the neck of a beer bottle and hit Sealover over, over the head with it night before last? Who's Sealover? Oh, you wouldn't know, would you? Why should I? Because you called in the bathroom window of his home and hit him with a bottle. Where did you get that bottle? I got it up. A- I wasn't there. <laughs> of course you weren't there, Tony. Just as you weren't in Ray's or the Victoria or all those other places you broke into. You can't prove it. Tony, I think you've got something there. And let me point out one thing for your memory book. Sooner or later, you'll we'll do something we can do. And when we do, I'll be this, charge Sergeant. And how. Go on, get out of here. And watch yourself, Tony. Yeah. Well, what's the idea of turning him loose? Well, what are we going to hold him with? A straight jacket if we have to. let's hold him. No, we've had him here as long as the law allows without a specific charge. There's nothing we can prove on him. But we know he's guilty of sin. Sure, we know it. But the law says that twelve other good men and two have got to know it, too. How are you going to convince them? You've got me there. Yes, and someday we're going to have Tony Leon there, too. Bureau, Sergeant Garrity. Hey, Bill.
2: you and a girl, better take around run down here to the Apollo apartment. What's up? Somebody broke into one of the apartments and beat up a girl. Her name is Norma Lee. Serious? Eddie Barrett She's in the hospital.
0: What are you showing on your report?
1: Burglary, assault, deadly
0: weapon, and criminal attack. Well, never mind. We'll be right down. Bottleville. Looks like the same bird that this, but pulled the seal over job. Yes, only he, he didn't get scared away this time. Yeah, pretty bad looking situation, isn't it? Yeah. You got all the pictures you need? Yep. Good set of prints. in the bathroom. Blood stains on the carpet, bed, kitchen floor, and bathroom. Okay, I, uh, to the doctor. Mm-hmm. He said the girl came too for a minute just as he took her out. Said she bit the man on the hand. Bite him enough to show? He thought so. Said he had on a dark suit and that he was a very dark man. I'm thinking of the same one you are. Yeah, but we're going to be sure this time. Ask the doctor and those other witnesses to come down to headquarters. Yeah. No use trying to question the girl now. We're broadcasting in order to pick up every man in Santa Barbara with a cut on his hand. Oh, what a job. Oh. Where's Dupin? Where'd you pick up our friend, Leon? Well, at Haley and Laguna Street. I was on morning traffic. He was riding on the running board of a car. Well, how'd you happen to spot him? And I yelled at him to get inside, and he thumbed his nose at me. I saw he had his hand bandaged, so I yanked him off and called the wagon. that right, Tony? That's what he said, wasn't it? Let's see your hand, Tony. Here.
1: Uh-huh.
0: How'd you get that cut? I got it in the fight in a beard joint. Got hit with a bottle. You have a lot of trouble with bottles, don't you, Tony? I you spy. How'd you get those teeth marks on your fingers? What teeth marks? Oh, hadn't noticed them, had you? Well, there. Sure. I got them in the fight, too. I bet you did. Who are you fighting with? Manny Garcia. Sure it wasn't Norma Lee? Who's Norma Lee? You ought to know. I never heard of any Norma Lee. You're going to hear a lot about it before you get out of here this time, Tony. Sure. Yeah. Like I did about Ray's over. Huh? Oh, no, Tony, this one's going to stick. Uh, here, Bill. Okay, show in the doctor. And Jim, yeah? bring in Bailey in the center, will you? Okay. Ready to talk, Tony? What about? About what happened in the apartment of Norma Lee, in the Apollo apartment? I never been there. Now you can save a lot of trouble by telling us about it now. I ain't got nothing to tell. Okay, Tony, we'll make it the hard way. Come in, doctor. This is Deputy District Attorney Bailey, Officer O'Brien, you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is our number one
0: suspect, Tony Leon. Oh, yeah. Now, Doctor, I want you to tell us just what you found when you were called to Miss Lee's apartment. Well, I, I got a phone call from Miss Nelson, a nurse, a friend of Miss Lee. Was Miss Lee a nurse, too? Yes. When I arrived, I found Miss Lee suffering a great deal, so she was not entirely conscious. What was the matter with her? Well, she has been struck on the head with some blunt instrument. Some later... After the battle? Yes. Was she cut badly? Yes, rather badly. He had suffered from loss of blood, severe shot. Had he uh, been... Yes. Yeah. <coughs> a piece of counterpane had been forced into the mouth of the gang. Water it tied right around the neck. Her hands are tied to the towel. How did Miss Nelson happen to call you? Miss Lee worked her hands free and called her friend. Did she mention having bitten her assailant? Yes, she said she bit him. I believe it was the right hand. It's a lie. Right. It's the left. What did you say, Tony? Nothing. I never said anything. Oh, I thought you did. Go ahead, doctor. Well, that's about all. Miss Lee is resting now. She'll be able to talk by tomorrow, I think. Well, thank you very much, doctor. We'll call you again later if we need you. I'll be ready if you need me. Well, Tony. Well, what? Don't want to talk to you. Why should I? Oh, I don't know. Obie, ask Mrs. Thompson to come in, will you? Yeah. We're not trying to identify a handkerchief this time, Tony. We're after something more important. We're going to identify you as the man who attempted to kill Norman Lee. No, I didn't try to... kill Norman Lee. No, I didn't try to kill her. I just... Just what, Tony? Nothing. No, you didn't try to kill her. You just tried to see how easy it was to break a beer bottle over her head, didn't you? I didn't hear her. Oh, come in, Mrs. Thompson. Sit over there, will you? Is this the man you saw outside your apartment window last night? I think so. Aren't you sure?
3: No. I didn't get a good look at him. I couldn't say positively that he was the same
0: man. Well, is he the same general build as the man you saw last night?
3: Yes, he's the same. and the field on a dark suit. Where's
0: that dark suit, Tony? It's a. I I ain't got no dark suit. Okay, i do be doing I'll be seeing you. Oh, and send in and his wife on your way out. Oh, that's all, Mr. Thompson. Thanks very much for coming over. So you've got a dark suit at home, Tony. We'll have Tony? Why don't you try and find out? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's just what O'Brien will do. Oh, how are you, Mr. Mr. Feelover? Very good. Won't you come in and sit down? Yes. Mr. Feelover, does this man resemble the man who struck you with a beer bottle in your bedroom last night? Oh, um, yes. he does, only he had. On the dark too. Yes, I know. Well, we're trying to take care of that situation now. Could you identify him as the man? No, possibly. Could you, Mrs. Seelover?
3: Mm, I don't believe I could. You see, I was so scared, North. I was running out of the house. And you
0: couldn't go to court and swear that this was the man?
3: No. You said I couldn't. You see, well, now
0: I. Oh, that's all right, Mrs. Seelover. I only want to be certain. Not necessary for you to worry about it, so just forget it. I'm sorry, Sergeant. It's just too dark and he hit me so suddenly. That's it? all right, Mr. over. We'll keep checking on him. Thanks for helping, though. Well, Bailey, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, clear on a few questions. Tony, Mr. Bailey's going to ask you some questions. Try telling the truth. You know you don't have to tell if you don't want to. That's clear, Jonas? That's okay. Where were you last night? I was in a beer joint down on
2: Corpus Street. Did you stay there all evening? Yeah. I left there about midnight. Then where did you go?
0: I just walked around until daylight? No, until two o'clock. And you went to the Apollo apartment about two o'clock. Oh, three it.
2: I never went there at all. Mm-hmm. Did you cut your hand before you went
0: there or after? After? And you did go there? No, I never went there. What did you do in the beer joint? I drank some beer. About how many glasses? About eight. Did you drink anything else? Yeah, I drank some wine. Mm-hmm. About how much? About a quart, two quarts, two quarts. Mm-hmm. Were well, you by yourself? No. got Garcia and Pancho Ramirez was with me. They're good friends with yours. Yeah. Both of them? Yeah. Did they drink two?
2: Yes. Yeah. Much or more than you did? No more. Manny went to sleep.
0: What a bunch of this. He went home about 12.30. And you and Manny stayed there? Oh, no, I left. What, what time was that? About 2 o'clock. And you didn't leave about midnight? No, it was about 2 o'clock. Was that before or after the fact? What fight? A fight with Manny. I didn't have no fight with Manny. Oh, no, that's right. He's a good friend of yours. Sure. You never fight with him, do you? No, we're mm. Did Manny go with you to the Apollo apartment? No, he stayed in the pit, John. You went alone, eh? Yes. No, I never went there at all. <laughs> yeah, I believe you said that before. Didn't you tell me a few minutes ago that you cut your hand on a beer bottle in the fight with Manny Garcia? Well, why right. didn't you just tell Mr. Bailey here that you cut your hand after you went to the Apollo apartment? No, I didn't say
2: anything like that. Didn't you
0: just tell Mr. Bailey that Manny Garcia stayed in the beer joint? He went. Uh, I was... And just... didn't you just say he was your pal and that you never fought at all? No, we didn't. I mean, we... So what you actually mean is that you left your pals in the beer joint, went to the apartment of Normally and brutally attacked him with a beer bottle,
3: and... No, him. no, I never was there.
1: No, you
0: never were there. Well, as a to Bill, his cursor used to be white before it got all that blood on it. Well, Tony, what do you say now? Want to talk? No. Okay. Where'd you find the suit of In Tony's house, I found the pants in a dirty clothes basket. The stuff under some more clothes in the closet. Shirt was in a dirty drawer. Did he clumsy attempt at hiding him, Tony. So what? The payoff was his mother was washing out a bandage that he'd taken off his hand last night. A piece of a bedspread from the wee Girl's room. And here it is. Still won't talk, Tony? No. Only sister says he didn't come home until daylight this morning. That he had the suit on then. How about these blood Tony? You want to tell me about them? I told her nothing about them. Oh, and by the way, there's a Miss Llewellyn outside. says uh, she has some information for us. Okay, bring her in. Yeah. How'd you get the blood on this suit, Tony? I never saw the suit before. Ah, oh, don't try to pull that on it. How did he get in your clothes, Sergeant? I don't know nothing about it, Mister Llewellyn, Sergeant. That's the man. That's the same man who... Now, just a minute, please. Won't you sit down? Now, what is all this? Just who is this man?
3: That's the man who came to my apartment this morning and tried to tell me how to telegram for me. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Are you positive? Yes, I'm
0: positive.
3: Are you certain? Say, hey, what is this? Yes, I'm positive, I'm certain, and I'm
0: sure. Well, that's all we want to know. Now, why don't you tell us about it, Mister Llewellyn?
3: Well, it was about two o'clock this morning. My bell rang. Wait a
1: minute. Wait
3: a minute. What is it? What do you want? Western
0: Union. I got a telegram for you. Where's the door? I don't know. The desk here.
3: Oh yeah? Well, shove it under the door. So I looked out and saw this man going down the stairs. I shut the door and went back to bed. Did
0: you get a good look at his face?
3: Sure. That's why I wouldn't open the door. How was
0: he dressed? Oh,
1: he
3: had on a he had on that suit right there.
0: Are you sure? Are you? No,
3: wait a minute. Let's not start that again. I'm sure, positive, and certain.
0: By the way, where do you live?
3: On the second floor of the Apollo apartment.
0: Now isn't that nice? Well, Tony. Okay. I'll talk. Well, I better get going. Sure so I was there. I looked in that window like the woman said.
2: I rang this same bell and tried to get in the her place, but she was too smart. Then I went out back and unhooked the screen and set it in the bushes. Then I raised the window and I crawled in over the kitchen phone. I went on into the bedroom and I saw that girl lying in bed. I started looking around for something to steal. She woke up.
3: Who are you? What do you want? Just
2: keep quiet, Dick, so and you won't get hurt. Get
3: away from me! Get away! On, you, Why, oh,
0: me, oh, will you? <coughs> okay, Tony, that's plenty. We won't have any trouble making this sticks. No more bottles for you, Tony. From now on, it's the jug. <laughs> temperatures call for special attention to motor lubrication. If you have to replenish your oil supply frequently in hot weather, it means the oil is thinning out too rapidly and fading to give your motor the protection it required. In other words, an oil that just can't take it. But there's one oil that can take it, and that's Sinclair. Sinclair oils are refined by a special patented process that completely removes wax and petroleum jelly. It is the petroleum jelly and other oils which melt like butter, causing the oil to become thin and worse. You run no risk of this danger when you use Sinclair oil. Here's one way to look at it. Any oils that are fine enough to be the choice of eight major airlines, 150 railroads, great fleets of ships, and millions of motors in 45 nations must be truly outstanding. And this is the case of Sinclair oil. If you need oil now, try Sinclair Oil at your Rio Grande dealer. Sinclair Opaline is only 25 cents a quart, the companion product of Rio Grande Craft Gasoline. Again, we hear Chief Garrison of the Santa Barbara Police Department. Chief
2: Garrison. Early on, confession details the attempt on the life of Normal A.R. Steelover, as well as a number of burglaries. As a result of this confession, he was sentenced to terms of five years to life on two counts of attempted murder. An assault with a deadly weapon. And to once to ten years on two counts of burglary. Again, crime
0: failed to pay. Thank you, Chief Gerardy. 10 of Arbor Police calling all cars, attention, all cars. Cancellation on broadcast 193. Suspect in his case now in custody. That is all.